Hey, what's going on? You're listening to the Guff and Gravy. Um, in today's episode, I'm going to be revamping this uh, silver NFT solution that I had previously relayed in the previous podcast, and I made a couple key mistakes regarding Bitcoin and some some key properties about it that completely went over my head when I first made that podcast, and I want to provide this updated version. Um So to preface everything I'm about to say, I'm not a professional. Uh, Everything I make in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Whatever I say in this podcast. Um, Now, something I was thinking about Bitcoin, you know, there's, I've been watching a lot of economists uh, talk about the inflation crisis. It's at 8% of the dollar. Uh, the, The bleak future, according to many economists right now, touting how you know the fed printed trillions of dollars and now the the cash the value of the dollars inflating there's going to be supply chain issues biden ukraine uh just who knows what's going on right it's all up in the air um uh coming from a consumer perspective uh when when somebody throws in my lap bitcoin ironically speaking you, you know you can't that that that's the number one reason why I and many economists don't like Bitcoin as a store of value, as a safe haven for the inflation, is that it's uh, it's not material. It doesn't exist. And so that's what the solution, this NFT uh, concept solution, I think, can bridge that problem and also solve other issues uh, in today's world, uh, like homelessness opportunities outside of the wage gaps that a lot of people find themselves in um you know even though the minimum wage is still at 725 like there are places like mcdonald's hiring now 14 an hour they start at uh there's still a labor shortage it's weird you know there's a lot of people that aren't working and uh it's a it's a crisis according to a lot of economists and so there's also there's also a, a job automation crisis too a fear of that going around, um, and so I I think I have solutions to or a solution that can help maybe mitigate this problem if it were adopted by many corporations, um, and uh, you know there's there's a there's a lot of people out there with a lot of creative capabilities that just either work a nine to five, like a, like a job that just is pointless. It does, you know, they don't really do anything all day, it, but they get paid. So it's like a, you know, menial tasks, you know, like people aren't necessarily contributing and, you know, the, with their creative power, it's more so like they're contributing in a way that's just to get the bills paid just so they can go to work another day. And it, it's a, huge crisis at at hand um there's a lot of mental health problems because of that um the the whole nine to five grind it's just a shitty way to live right um and i i can speak for that because i live it myself um and uh you know if you got to make your money you got to make your money but uh there are a lot of people that just uh if they were spending their time doing something else that they wanted to and followed their passions it would be 
a much better time for everybody because everybody would be in a better mood. That just makes perfect sense. Now, um, th this solution is, first and foremost, you have to understand what Bitcoin is. Um, and I have a very naive understanding of it. I'm not somebody capable of coding software or I didn't go to school. You know, I, I graduated high school. So now I'm just in the labor for like the labor market. And it just seems like there, there are a lot of people like me that I noticed that want something to change. Um, and to understand the revolutionary uh, claims that Bitcoin offers it just it it doesn't hold true because it doesn't exist in a material format um and so to understand what bitcoin is i'm going to explain with a very simple analogy with minecraft if you're unfamiliar with bitcoin so basically minecraft is a game uh where you mine for diamonds and that's like the most valuable uh well actually depending on what you want to build diamonds aren't necessarily the most valuable so that's why i even think with these economists saying gold and silver are good uh, safe havens to store your value. When the, when there's a recession, nobody's going to want gold and silver. They're going to want canned food. They're going to want – so it's like Minecraft. It's like if you want to – you know, you can build your whole house out of diamond blocks. Um, but you're in a, if you're in a desert and you're, you don't have any water, you know, like you want to make a pool, they're going to make it out of diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so like when, when when all these economists I listen to on YouTube or whatever media I'm consuming, um, it just seems to me that all of it's all of it's horseshit except this. You know, cash is king. I mean, if you have cash and it's a accepted form of currency in a in a network of people that all mutually want to live, you know, they all they all just want to survive. Uh, that that's probably the best form of material value you can hold on to is a, is a worthless piece of paper. But if everybody in the, it's like Bitcoin, you know, everybody agrees it's valuable and that's why it's at $50,000 of Bitcoin. Um, and they're trading at that. Uh, and there's a whole lot of concerns in many different aspects of what's going on with this new revolutionary step towards de uh, decentralized finance, digital finance without a representative and a material backing it's just it's fool's gold and then real gold is even the same considering the supply chain crisis nobody's going to want to eat gold um and I'm, I'm a real nerd about this kind of thing a lot of people make fun of me about it but with this solution i mean it, it's uh there's a there's a, a really bright future i think um with uh, uh, uh that this technology this blockchain technology decentralized networks um now i have a piece of paper here uh so where, where to begin all right so to understand bitcoin if you're unfamiliar it's like it's like you you spawned into a minecraft server and this is the the bitcoin blockchain it's called uh the big the Bitcoin blockchain is a decentralized network like a minecraft server and um, you go in there and you're looking for diamonds, obviously. You know, everybody on the server is all mining for diamonds. It's like mining Bitcoin. Um, and so 
it all that takes time it takes processing power uh takes energy so these people are getting a wooden pickaxe to get the stone pickaxe to then mine the iron to get the iron pickaxe and then they can mine the diamond and once they mine the diamond uh they have it in their inventory they tell everybody else on the server hey i found a diamond and they all meet with you and you have a diamond in your inventory you throw it out and then everybody else picks it up to verify that, that that it's a real diamond and then they all throw it back to you and they all tell you everybody on the server every node on the bitcoin blockchain uh verifies and tells you all right you have a diamond now and then they they give it back to you and you're awarded one bitcoin um that's essentially what mining bitcoin is like and there's 21 million diamonds on the minecraft server which is 21 million bitcoin um and so nobody on the server can come in and like like just spawn in a bunch of diamonds because everybody on the server would know it, it's you know that it's not one of the 21 million on the server like if you added anything more it would the it would be 21 million and one diamonds like that one is obviously it, it, it's fungible like it it's a non-fungible token essentially is what a, a real bitcoin is a real diamond a fake diamond is obviously fungible it's not it's not one of the non-fungible ones on that uh minecraft server that bitcoin network so like there's only authentic bitcoin anything else is fake is recognized by the network itself um and so th this whole rave about bitcoin being the the most revolutionary thing the biggest thing ever is uh you know it's there's 21 million fixed something of information that is being processed by these gpus now that means the data already exists and i just i don't know i i think there's somebody that knows that all that what all that information really is you know uh that's why that, that's that's a one fundamental reason why i just don't like bitcoin is that there's a fixed amount of presence to be opened and somebody knows what's inside the presence uh and I guess that makes sense to somebody naive like me, but I, like I said, I'm not a computer professional. I don't know anything. Um, so anyway, why, why, uh, why do I have to explain Bitcoin and NFTs? Because the concept from my understanding is, a, is powerful. Uh, blockchain, decentralized networks, uh, how it's a completely transparent network where there is no central authority like the Fed that can print trillions of dollars. Um, and it seems like a, you know, useful technology like the wheel. Uh, it was only a matter of time until somebody figured out how to build a unicycle. <laughs> uh, so where to begin? Uh, I want to I want to begin the concept explanation now. It it starts with this uh, circumstance. So. So I go to the store, right? Um, and I, I want to buy like a soda. And I pay a sales tax for a soda, but I usually throw away whatever the bottle was, the cap, you know? Um, but this one is different because I buy the soda, I, I buy a, or I pay a sales tax, I drink the soda, it's delicious. And I look at the bottom of the cap. And on the bottom of the cap, there's artwork from a, a a gig worker that had been laid off from the 
automation in their whatever field they work in. And so now they're trying to expand their brand, but they go into a highly competitive SEO market uh, and it, they don't get any exposure because it's just an overly saturated market. Like the internet is just completely, you know, if you, like the, the Google SEOs are completely just compromised. There's no way you can, you as an average person trying to sell your artwork are, are going to make any much of a, uh, a ripple in in the, the tide. Um, it's basically like on Finding Nemo, like that, that giant tunnel that, uh, or the current in the ocean that all the turtles get on. And that's like the SEOs of Google, but like the internet is the entire ocean. So the internet is the entire ocean and you're trying to find Nemo. Uh, but it, it, it's, you know, like it, how are you going to find Nemo if, if uh, that artwork isn't on that bottle cap? So like, it, it's kind of like on finding Nemo where the, I forget what the, uh, the father of Nemo's name was, but he found those goggles or Dory found the goggles that led him to Nemo. Uh, it's kind of like that bottle cap with the artwork on it. Um, and that artwork on the bottle cap has a QR code that you can scan and it'll take you to that, that artist's uh, social media. And so now they have a new follower and uh, Nemo had been found. So it's kind of like that. And the SEOs are like Google being that turtle current and all the other turtles are like yeah man like get on the new wave dude it's like everything's progressive and they all get on the same same stream to nowhere and they all get shit out at one spot and and then they're like well what do we do now and it's like yeah i mean that look 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 at the the wake that had been caused in the world all the waste all the trash all the pollution of the water now that's just an analogy with finding nemo you know but uh so yeah, there, there's artwork on the on the bottom of this bottle cap now, and it has a QR code that takes you to the artist page, and it has an issuing entity, which is the corporation of the S and P 500 that issued the soda. They pay the sales tax. There's nothing nothing changes about the sale in fiat. Uh, this whole concept is just com a complete uh, alternate. Uh, a complete alternate uh, form platform of tr transacting goods and services to ensure that the material value is held in the hands of the people uh, with a bill of sale contracts, handwritten, hand signed, which I'll get into. But first uh, this uh, QR code also ensures uh, that it's authentically issued from that corporation of the S and P 500 that is tax compliant. So the corporation of the S&P 500 pays their taxes. They, you know, the SEC has no involvement in this, but their concern, the SEC's concern with cryptocurrency is that it has no backing. It's not insured. We can't protect your money, which is the whole purpose of the SEO or SEC to exist in the first place, the security and ex or securities exchange commission. And so what, what they do and their purpose as a organization is to ensure the people's money is uh, protected from like fraud and all that. And so they're like, 
Bitcoin doesn't have an issuing entity. It's not like it doesn't have the Fed. You know, it's it's a uh, unprotected money, and so that's why they they wouldn't adopt cryptocurrencies early on. I remember reading an article like that. Uh, but the corporation of the S and P five hundred that issued this soda to me, sold the soda to me, is a huge pillar in our society. A lot of consumers depend on them not polluting the rivers. Um, uh, one second. Something's wrong with my battery. I'll set it like that. All right, so where was I? So yeah, they, uh, they're a huge pillar in our society, and a lot of consumers depend on them um, giving you a good product that isn't going to kill you, right? Like they want you to feel good, or they should want that for you because that's what you would want for yourself, you know? Like if I drink a Coca-Cola and that has real cocaine in it and I end up with a heart attack, you know, that, that's like bad for business, obviously. Um, and they used to actually, I think they actually used to put cocaine in uh, Coca-Cola. And uh, they, yeah, they stopped doing that um, uh, because the SEC was like, you know, we can't, we can't insure. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like uh, they're, they're a huge pillar in our society and we don't want them polluting the river and everything. So if they start working with these gig workers uh, that are trying to sell their artwork, they benefit not only the community by offering more work opportunities uh, and exposure outside of competitive SEOs, they also, um, they also, they also support the people indirectly through this completely unrelated sidestep of an NFT concept that is the alternate uh, platform to privately transact goods and services in a, in a true free market that is completely uh, completely composed of we the people. And so if that was an earful, uh, it, it goes like this. So I have that bottle cap now with the QR code on it, and I like the artwork on it. It's like it could be the next Van Gogh. Who knows? But it, it has a dollar worth of silver ingrained in the QR code that is issued by the corporation. And that, uh, that makes the bottle cap intrinsically valuable. So it's not, no longer really waste. And if it is waste, I could throw it in the garbage. And if somebody finds it, maybe a homeless man finds it. And, and now he has material value in his pocket. That's, you know, intrinsically valuable, if not for the artwork, potentially valuable on it. Um, and so now I have this bottle cap and it's ordinarily waste, right? But, um, so I look at the art and I'm like, you know what? I feel like this one's special. I'm going to hold on to it. And, uh, later on I got laid off from my job and, uh, I'm out of a place. I can't afford rent. Uh, I, uh, I put it on social media. I take a picture of the bottle cap that I had got a couple days ago and, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm gonna try and barter with somebody else and use this, uh, this completely theoretical. This this uh, blockchain network doesn't exist yet. It's completely theoretical, but uh, let's call it Buttcoin. So the Buttcoin network. All right. So I take a photo of this bottle cap and I put it on my social media. And I'm like, I, I need an Airbnb. I got laid off of work and I can't afford my rent. And so now. I'm going to need an Airbnb and I'm willing to trade this butt coin 
or I mean, not the Bitcoin, but uh, this bottle cap uh, for whatever long of a stay you can offer at an Airbnb and, and, and we can barter that. And so a super wealthy dude that owns like nine beachfront properties uh, sees my post and he's like, uh, oh, that's the last uh, cap to that artist collection. I, I collect that artist's work. I'm a huge fan of his or whatever. And I want that bottle cap because that's the last one to my collection. And so we both agree to meet and barter for it. And I'm like, look, I know you really want this bottle cap. And I have it. And it's and it's authentic. You can scan the QR code. It uh, The QR code verifies authenticity with the corporation of the S&P 500 that had issued it, sold the soda to me, as well as the artist uh, uh, QR code going to their uh, unique web page. And, and so he verifies and he's like, Oh yeah, that's the authentic one. That That's the one I want. And, uh, you're like, all right, uh, how long of a Airbnb can you let me stay for? And then he's like nine months and I'm like, all right, nine years. And he's like nine years. Fuck it, man. I got, I got 10 properties. Fine. You can stay there for nine years. And then that changed my life. Like now I have a place to stay for nine years. And so I give him, uh, well, first, before I give him the, the, the bottle cap, we got to write up a bill of sale. Now, this is the concept. Uh, the Buttcoin network, all right, is an NFT network that is completely, uh, well, it's like Bitcoin, but it's called Buttcoin. Now, Buttcoin is a network where instead of mining cryptocurrencies, uh, cryptocurrencies traditionally, where it's like a Minecraft server, like the explanation I previously made. Um, instead, your contribution to the network is uh, is a physical piece of paper bill of sale. So it works like this. Um, I go and meet up with this wealthy guy. I'm like, hey, uh, let, let's write. I want this in writing. We need to have a notary present, which is this Bitcoin uh, blockchain network. And they the the network serves as a notary because it's decentralized. It, it like every node on the network recognizes uh, this piece of paper bill of sale. It serves as a notary, so there's an assurance that the transaction had been made between y'all, but it's private at the same time. And I'll explain why shortly. But we have this piece of paper, and I. Uh, Chad Benedict would like to stay at this Airbnb, write out the terms for this uh, this bottle cap. And then I sign it, and he signs it on the other side of the paper. And then what we do is we both take pictures of this bill of sale within uh, 15 seconds of each other and upload them to the Buttcoin network uh, 15 seconds uh, within within in both of our photos so like I take a photo he takes a photo we both upload them to the network and if the if it's within 15 seconds the network then timestamp verifies that that transaction took place between two private uh, two private entities uh, parties or whatever and uh, it's it's the photo of the same piece of paper with both of our signatures on it and uh, then an nft is then uh, 
generated by both of the photos and it, it's both of the photos into one photo and then that is then saved as an nft on the buttcoin uh blockchain network this theoretical uh network so now the network holds the nft and awards us one token split between us so my wallet now has uh 0.50 buttcoin and his wallet now has 0.50 buttcoin that that's the reward for our contribution and uh so then after that, what happens is this. Now, now the, the whole entire piece of paper is on, on the network. It's a photo or it's a photo of both of our photos on the network and it's saved as an NFT. And now what we do after that is done is we tear it in half and he keeps my signature as collateral and I keep his signature as collateral. And what that is, is essentially a, uh, a we the people issued uh, reserve note. It's like the dollar, the U.S. dollar. Now, I can keep this in my pocket. I can keep it in the safe, just like cash. It's, uh, it's basically the new age of cash. And uh, the thing is, if I, I can burn it, if he burns his, that's my collateral. If I burn his, that's his collateral. The thing is, I can keep his collateral. And say he's a politician and I need him to stay true to his word. And if he agrees, like, yeah, I'm true to my word, I'm not going to abuse the privacy protocol of the Bitcoin decentralized network, which is a concern a lot of people have of Monero. They're like, oh, people are going to abuse the privacy protocol and use uh, these cryptocurrencies to transact uh, for organized crime, whatever, you know. But uh, it's it's it won't be abused because I have the collateral in my hand. Um, and if it is abused, the net, like his, say if he has an inconsistent signature, his, his integrity is recognized among the, the network to not be consistent with his dealings. And if you build integrity among a private network and your signatures being consistent, your signature can be anything. It's not necessarily tied to your identity. You can use an alias signature but if it's consistent and recognized by the network that it you, you don't doctors note your signatures and you have collateral all spread out in a material form of your dealings in the bill of sale contracts and you can you can see the uh, the NFT on the network that is is public but your signature is consistent it's the alias you can maintain your privacy that way um, your, your credit score essentially on the network would increase because of your integrity in your dealings. Um, and so that that's kind of like the solution to the abuse of privacy protocols or the at least the fear of Monero uh, being used for that. And uh, so now that um, there's a material bill of sale contract that had been pretty much created out of thin air, aside from the paper being used, there's no shortage of paper. Um, and people can store these signatures of their collateral because it's a representative of the NFT on the network. So it has some kind of value tied to like a, like a, a cryptocurrency. That's, a, that's about as close as it, it can get to having something that is material associated with something like Bitcoin. And it, and it, it, uh, it, it takes the, the pro of, uh, or the advantage of liquidity and the, the property of liquidity and cash 
being that it's a worthless piece of paper, but it, it if we all agree upon the value of it being like you, you can use a $20 bill to buy a $20 floaty tuba and go to the, like the river or something here in Austin, like then it, it's useful, right? Like we're all using, you know, like a hundred dollar bill is just the same piece of paper as a $1 bill. And so like a piece of paper of a bill of sale representing somebody's signature, say it's a politician and it's his signature and it's collateral. It's a piece of paper that, that would mean that would be even worth more than a hundred dollar bill to some people say it's like, like a bill Clinton's dealings or something. And it has his signature on it. And I go to somebody and I'm like, I'll trade you this for a hundred dollar bill. And they're like, yeah, because I want to, I hate bill Clinton or whatever, you know, they don't like him. They think he's dishonest, whatever, you know? Um, and that, that, you know, it kind of ensures, um, sanctity in the hands of the people and the assurance of their wealth being stored in a material form that nobody, nobody like of authority can mess with, which is the whole appeal of decentralized networks in the first place. But think about this. Maybe, uh, there's, there's Bitcoin and then there's Bitcoin. Somebody made Bitcoin and I made Bitcoin and you know, it, it just, it, it, it doesn't exist unless you have a material backing and it's, uh, is, is somebody like, what, like, what if somebody made like an overlay Bitcoin that is a completely di- different market? It's a members only invite only Bitcoin that nobody knows about. It's, it's like just this oligarch Bitcoin and it's a complete different decentralized network that is built on top of the Bitcoin network. And everybody's like, oh, it's it's decentralized. There's no authority. Yeah, but like there's an invisible hand, whole entire separate economy that is the advanced Bitcoin that like only the wealthy are privy to. That That's a possibility. I'm not saying that's what's happening, but like if somebody can make a, like Bitcoin be this thing and like everybody agrees that's valuable, it's kind of like throwing a hunk of meat into a an ocean and a bunch of piranhas all start chomping at it. And then you throw like, like a, another piece of meat further down the other way. And then like some of them know about it, but they nibble on it to preserve it. I don't know. It's kind of like, I'm trying to find an analogy for it, but basically it just makes complete sense to me that it's not worth trusting. And so when you, when all these economists go otherwise and they say, well, buy gold and silver. And it's like, well, no, Supply chains are a concern, you know, that, that's always the forefront of, you know, like what, what's, you know, like grounding sanity and what, what's important, you know, is, is supply chains moving and continuing to stock grocery shelves. Um, and so how, how could this affect the supply chains? Obviously this seems like it undermines the value of the dollar because an Airbnb for nine years is obviously not worth a dollar worth of silver in a bottle cap, regardless of the art on it, however good the art is. Now the thing about that is, uh, first, first of all, corrupt people, you know, they, they store value in artwork and trade it amongst themselves and they price it at whatever value they want, but it's just a piece of artwork. Um, and so, you know, there, there's a, 
you know, it's, it's going to undermine the markets, you know, because nobody's going to want dollars anymore because they're just, people keep trading for those NFTs of people's collateral and whatnot. Um, I don't necessarily think that it would cause any problems rather it, it would, because the real, the real problem is a lot of, there are a lot of people that are upset of the inequity of, you know, the wealth and the, the opportunities that people lack, you know, there's like this push for a $15 minimum wage, but then there's still a labor shortage and there's just, it, it seems nihilistic to a lot of people to even go to work these days. It just doesn't seem like it's worth the candle. Um, and I agree with that. And so there's a lot of people that have creative aspirations that can't capitalize off of it because the, the SEOs are too complicated. And so that I already went over that, but, um, or the SEOs are too saturated and competitive and they need a way to, uh, promote their, their name, their business so they can make a living off of their artwork. And, and there's a lot of people that, that, you know, are typically tradesmen that are just like, Oh, you don't want to work. And it's like, yeah, no shit. Nobody wants to work, you know? And it's like this competitive suffering that is very toxic for society. Uh, I believe in good, hard, ethical, honest work. Um, I think it's good for, I think it's good for your soul. But at the end of the day, what are you doing it for? You know, especially for a devaluing dollar and the inflation crisis at hand. Um, it just, not to mention the cult, cultural decadence some in some places. It, that needs to be fixed. There needs to be a, a reconnection with the imagination uh, and people need to, start start using the technology at our fingertips instead of hate mail and twitter fingers and all that and not like and start using the technology to bring things into the world like like any kind of like creative art or whatever what have you um and let that be the cutting edge of competition not not competition per se but you know i've i've always looked to places like japan that had like a very inspiring culture. Like I really like their, their etiquette of how they, they live, how they, uh, how they promote things. You know, their advertisements aren't directly, uh, so, so, uh, what, what's the word for it? Um, exploitive. Um, and they don't seem to exploit your, your internal drives, your hopes and dreams to capitalize off of you. And I'm not, I'm not arguing against capital, uh, uh, capitalism here, but if it's done in the way it's done in the States with Instagram and influencers and TikTok, it's toxic and it's leading to cultural decadence. And I feel there are some people that know that and don't do anything about it. And some people that are deliberate about it because they hate humanity. Um, and all of that is obviously a problem. And so that's why I wanted to make this podcast and relay this, uh, this concept with the open world because I don't know how to code, code software. Um, but if, if somebody could make Bitcoin decentralized network and, you know, have, have a, an alternate uh, platform to privately transact goods and services outside of the current system of, you know, decentral or I mean, uh, 
dematerialized, you know, credit cards that are tied to major banks. And, you know, there's just a lot of funny business going on with all of it. You know, if you're going to work every day for that, it, don't be surprised one day when it's just gone. Just like in South Park, he's just like, it's gone. What do you mean it's gone? My money? Everything I've ever spent my life on? My, what I work for? Yeah, it's gone. You're done. Sorry, bud. <laughs> you know, like, and that's it. That's all that happens. You know, I, I had my social security card and a bank and they shut down the bank. <laughs> I had it in a safe deposit box in a bank and they just shut it down. What? 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 You shut? Yeah, it's gone, bud. You're done. That's, that's all I got. No, no notice, no mail, no email. You, you don't have a social security card anymore. Sorry. You know, like, it's, and that, that's why I don't like this whole, uh, not, not to mention everybody telling me to chill out too. They're always telling me like, okay, oh, this is never going to work. Uh, you know, you, you're better off just going to work and like everybody else. And I'm just like, yeah, but nah, I think, I think it's worth trying to patch this up because there's a lot of problems, you know, that had come from COVID and there's a lot of solutions too. There's a lot of solutions. And this one is a multifaceted one, in my opinion. I mean, just think about it. I, I get a bottle cap from, uh, or, or maybe not even a bottle cap, maybe a tube of toothpaste, you know, there's a tube of toothpaste and it's like the whole thing is just this picture of a dragon that had been hand painted or hand drawn. And it's like, it's breathing out bubbles or something. And I'm like, wow, that's sick. It's pretty abstract. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna try to try to trade this for, I don't know, maybe even a latte. But the fact of the matter is, it somewhere in the waste that would ordinarily be waste is intrinsic value in silver. That's a key thing to remember. There's a dollar worth of silver in it, a very small amount. So it's an incentive to burn it for one to get rid of it and then melt down to the silver and then you can collect all the silver and hold that as material value and that that has a, a use this is why i don't like gold i'm more in favor of silver is because silver you can use to make mirrors uh ball bearings for airplanes uh you can use silver for many different uh, it has many applications um and so yeah if it uh so i have this tube of toothpaste now and i'm like damn i i want to trade this for a latte uh I go to a coffee shop that's owned by a private business, like a, or not a private business, uh, like a small business. It's funny that that's kind of how it feels, isn't it? You know, everything that's corporate is like public and everything else is private. Yeah, that's bad. You know, that's kind of like the whole progressive trend towards dematerializing the money. Complete lunacy, if you ask me. That That's like, that. that's your economic gravestone that now determines, you know, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me how so many people would it just allow that to happen. That would it just allow somebody to tell them that they can't use cash anymore. And they're just now everything they've worked for is completely in a system that they're dependent on and they can't, they don't have a safe where they can just rely on the pin code that they remember to get the cash out to take care of themselves and their families during hard times. And so many people are just on board that at Texas state. And it just, it's, it's, uh, 
you're you're digging your own grave if you ask me um you should have some some way like this alternate form of or platform buckcoin an nft network to transact and something else i forgot to mention about this um it uh oh, what was what was i going to say Oh, right. So, so all those NFTs on the Buckcoin network um, are people's bill of sale transactions. And uh, for each NFT that had been generated from a transaction, which is me and another dude making a sale for whatever, like whatever I'm trying to, whatever I'm trying to get, like uh, an Airbnb could be a latte, could be a bowl of fruit. You know, it, whatever, and it, it uh, generates an NFT from our bill of sale. That that NFT on the network awards a token, and those tokens could be they're not the net, they're not the NFT. It's important to remember that because Bitcoin, you mine cryptocurrency, which is the Bitcoin. The Bitcoin is the token, the not which is a non fungible token, the Bitcoin itself, but mining. The, the, the token is is different in that you're not processing information on the Bitcoin decentralized network, which has a fixed amount of information that's already there. It's just being unveiled. Um, you're now producing uh, the information, contributing to the network, the Bitcoin network, by uploading your photos and then making an NFT that came from nothing. But that NFT is the piece of paper before it had been torn. So it's representative of a timestamp, which is like now the piece of paper is torn in half. You can't put it back together, you know? So like on the network, that NFT represents something that is like, uh, like an antique, I guess, if you will. And, uh, so the NFT has more value than the ripped piece of paper because it's, it's a hundred dollars, before it got ripped in half, it's it's stored in a digital format, um, and so that NFT now is a bill of sale before it had been ripped, and it's a it's an image, and you can bid on those images, those NFTs for for ownership using the tokens that are awarded. So like everybody on the network is being awarded these tokens, and they can use these tokens to uh, bid on nfts of people's transactions um and own them privately those nfts so like say two politicians agree to go to war and there's a there's a bid for another country to hold them accountable it on that nft so like if they own the nft it's kind of like hey i i have your bill of sale contract so even if you burn your collateral i still have the nft here and it's verified on the network that you guys agree to do some stupid shit, you know, and I guess if the world gets nuked, the NFT still remains. <laughs> That's the irony of the NFTs and the Bitcoin, you know, like everything material falls away, but NFTs last forever, I guess. Like what even is that shit anyway? Is it just completely invisible? It's got to exist in some form, you know, whether it's energy, electricity, um, 
don't know. Anyway, that's the podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed, uh, stay tuned for the next one. Um, I hope I'm not leaving out too many parts about this uh, this concept, but I'm going to wrap it up because it's been about 45 minutes. Um, anyway, you're listening to Guff and Gravy, and stay tuned for the next one. Peace.